I, I just think in her mind, she just didn't expect people to. Well, that's the thing too. Well, not, not even care, but like she yeah. thought that her parents, like I just think her, she was going to leave her parents' house and they wouldn't find out for years to come. Like she was just going to avoid them yeah. for years and years and years is what her mindset was. And then they would kind well, of just forget. Murders, mysteries, unexplained stories, and our family's crazy opinions on them all. Join us now. The Family School of Thought is in session. Welcome, everybody. One more week to the Family School of Thought. How's everybody doing today? Good. Good, good, good. 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 Thanks for joining us one more time. Um, if I forget to tell you throughout the video, please um, like, share, and comment and subscribe to our channel. We'd really appreciate it. Um, also, you can contact us at thefamilyschoolofthought at gmail.com with any new ideas you have for us or any suggestions you have for us. We'd really appreciate your feedback. Okay, um, let's get started. Jess, let's hear a couple of fun facts. I got a couple, I got a couple. Um, in 1947, the New York Times noted that the Quote, the pizza could be as popular as a snack as the hamburger if Americans only knew more about it, unquote. Hmm. I have to say, I think in 2022, it's a pretty popular snack. Right. I don't know if you'd call it a snack, but it's a pretty yeah. popular one. And uh, it's just as popular as the hamburger. I think we figured it out. I think we found out. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure you guys remember Tony Sipacroni, no. who owned no. Triami. He owned the Triami uh, Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. He okay. brought. Yeah. He literally brought pizza to the area from. De I don't know if it was Detroit Probably. or what, but they brought it over mm -hmm. here from his country. I think it was. He started serving it at the board. But he literally came over here and started serving it, and people had no clue what it was. And they mm -hmm. were like really kind of appalled that it was a big mess. I don't, you know, I mean, they just yeah. they comprehend it, but it took off and mm -hmm. uh, it made it really big. But that was like back in 1937. Well, I don't know what year it was, but it was way back. And it, I mean, pizza was around, but not in this area here. Right. So it right. took off big time. And um, yeah, so that was good. Yeah. Cool. So my second mental floss and amazing fact, um, I'm going to put this one out. Uh, this, July 1st was Canada Day, so I'm just going to use a, a Canadian one that was on there. Um, saying sorry is so common in Canada that multiple providences have passed laws declaring that an apology cannot be used as evidence in admission of guilt, as, of, as <laughs> evidence in admission of guilt. Which I thought was kind of funny. So makes sense. Makes sense. Canadians yeah. are very um, apologetic. Yeah, they're very nice yeah. people and apologize even yes. when they don't need to. Yeah. Oh, okay. sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> they are. They're very nice people. So happy. We need some of that day. over here. They happy don't Canada orders. Day. They bring them good vibes over here. Yeah, we need more than good vibes. Yeah. And apparently you've never met a Canadian who goes to a casino because I can promise you they're not very nice. <laughs> well, well, when money's involved, you know, right. but everybody's a bad person. They're, they're on a mission then. Okay. All right, Cass. 
you got a song for us? I yeah. do have a different song, and it is a very popular song, and it has a very well-known something. Something? Well That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Oh, very good. Obviously, this is In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. Uh, and this one is a little bit more urban legend. It's not, nobody can tell if it's real or not. Um, but so Phil Collins himself has said that this song is just about his divorce from his first wife and a lot of the anger and greed that he felt going through that divorce. Um, but since this music video has come out and since the song has come out, a lot of people have put uh, some thought into the lyrics, especially um, I can feel it in the air tonight. I've been waiting for this moment for all my life. Um, and a lot of the urban legend is kind of, uh, it's more on murder side. So it is said that there's a common motif uh, there's different stories about what happened, but the common motif is that somebody drowned and somebody watched someone drowned and didn't feel guilty for watching them drowned and letting them die. Um, some people say it is Phil Collins watched somebody drowned uh, and it was somebody who had assaulted his wife. Um, others say that he just saw somebody else um, drowning somebody or murdering somebody um, and couldn't get to him in time um, or just somebody somebody saw somebody drowned and wasn't or wasn't worried about it kind of thing and it is it is an urban legend so it's not it's not considered true um but it is something that a lot of people believe that this is what their song is really about is that um the the feeling of i i this, this person's death is something that i've been waiting for my whole life and i i don't feel wow. sorry for it um and it is something that I didn't make happen, but it is something that I wanted to happen. Wow. Yes. I've definitely got to go get the lyrics to the song. Yes. And Phil Collins denies all this. I, it, it, there's no, um, it, like, there's I no. Mean, his ex-wife's um, not dead or anything, is she? His, his ex-wife what? She's not dead or anything. No, she? no, no. Her ex-wife's alive. Um. There's something about his ex-wife that she... I are you sure she's alive? Maybe not. I don't know. Um, but it, there's nothing that ever... It was in the news for something happened to her, but it was like years after they divorced, you know? Yeah. Huh. Um, I don't know, but it, there, it, there's no it, like interviews where he seems to be asked this question, so yeah. I don't know if he even knows about these this kind of idea that has come forth from his song or if he just refuses to comment on it. But he has said that this is this song is about his divorce. It's just about the anger he felt during that time. Um, there may have been, like, it, I wasn't sure if it was just uh, somebody saying something, but that she had run off with somebody else while they were married. Um, so it could just be... He says it's just because he's angry, but a lot of people have read a lot more into the song than he is saying. Huh. It does feel very much like a revenge story. Like this is, it is. It was his first single outside of um, his band Genesis. Oasis. 
Genesis. Yeah, Genesis, yeah. Um, And so a lot of people say that there's, it doesn't seem like just somebody who's angry about a divorce. It feels very personal and very much like he wanted to hurt somebody. Interesting. I was never really a fan of Genesis. They seemed out of sync with the times, you know, at the time. I feel like this song, I mean, obviously this is not Genesis, but I do feel like Phil Collins was very much out of his time. Right. Um, and so the, the Genesis too. And not in a good much... way, neither. Like, not in the, like, Oh, they're before their time. Way. It was kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, cool. listen, I grew up in the, the years of Disney and Phil Collins being a big part of the Disney genre. Oh. So I, oh, yes. I'll always love <laughs> Phil Collins. Yeah, I didn't know that. What's, what Disney songs does he sing? Uh, uh, the, the Tarzan. Of yeah, he wrote the entire soundtrack of Tarzan. Oh, uh, really? He does a couple. He does a couple songs for the movie Brother Bear, which yes. is the the main voice is Joaquin Phoenix. Right. Um, so there's like a couple movies, and there's another one I think I can't okay. remember which one it is, but there was like that. in the early 2000s he did a lot of work with Disney. Okay, mm-hmm. I guess I didn't like I said I wasn't that I dislike Genesis, but it just never interest me and, and so he never really interested me so i guess i just wasn't paying attention to what he was doing but interesting mm-hmm. i know the song well, this song i was I gonna say song this song has the most song. iconic drum line yeah know, like in the world yeah 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 i know that yeah well good very good but there you go that's the song for the week okay awesome all right uh, i forgot to ask Cass, how's the weather in portland it's muggy it's not what? hot it's muggy Oh, it's about the same as here. Yeah. It's hot. I wanted to do some yard work today, but I uh, I just didn't want to go outside. Yeah. It's hot and muggy here. Um, over the weekend, it was like really, really cold at night and then it get hot. And so now I have that sinus thing going again because the weather just keeps going back and forth. It was just hot all around down in mid-Michigan. So We went to the beach, <laughs> like here on. And it was so cold, we had to leave. We were only there about 10 minutes. And then we'd go down like a mile to this like playground for the kids. And yeah. it was just hotter, and, you know, hot there. It was like, that's the way the whole weekend was. Hot, cold, hot, cold. We went from, we left yesterday from um, Lost Lake. It was 67 degrees. We drove in about, got it, before we got to Standish, it was 80 degrees. Yeah, it was like 82 that's, degrees. That's how I like hot, that all weekend. Okay. All right. Anyways, um, you can see that I'm still at Weasel Fest. Oh. You can see it. Yeah. The way and you went to a game. And I'm wearing yeah. my yeah. Lug Nuts t shirt. <laughs> Go nuts. Uh-huh. Yeah. Go o- nuts. Odin likes the Lug Nuts. Yeah. Do you like the Lug Nuts? <laughs> No. Did you fall asleep on the way home? Yes, he did. Okay, Cass, I think you're up this week. You got some hot topic for us? Oh, it's a hot topic. That's for sure. Awesome. Um, Unfortunately, it's a a really bad story, but it has to be done. Um, And this Uh is the disappearance and death of Kaylee Marie Anthony in 2008. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yep. It's a very. It was one of the most publicized, you know, trials of the center of, of that those 
early 2000 years. Um, everybody knows about it. Everybody has an opinion on it. Um, mm -hmm. today I'm going to tell the full story. Okay. So Casey Anthony is the mother of Kaylee. Um, she was born to parents George and Cindy, who um, met when Cindy was a nurse, and George was a homicide detective, actually. Um, and they said it was instant love. They fell in love right away. He was seven years older, and they got married. Um, and she said shortly before she, they had their children, she wanted him to not work as a homicide detective anymore. He had a lot of PTSD from working the cases. He was gone for long hours. Um, and he said okay, and he got a job. I think he either got a job at a car dealership or he started his own car dealership um, shortly before they moved to Florida. So they were from Ohio and they moved down to Florida once they had both their kids, Casey and Lee. Um, Casey, the daughter, is was said to be basically a pathological liar from early ages, and she had a lot of narcissistic narcissistic tendencies um and cindy was kind of more of the head of the household um she was the one who was in charge of a lot of stuff george was kind of basically just you know the father did his job came home did all that but cindy the mother was um basically the head of the house she but she was very overbearing to the children um and she had a lot of uh, fights, and there was a lot of animosity between her and Casey growing up. Um, Casey, again, was constantly getting caught up in lies. Even as a child, she was very, um, maybe even imaginative. Like, she, she would just tell these whole stories, and people would be like, that's, that's not true, Casey. Like, that's not true. We know that's not true. Um, she even, when she was 18, basically lied to her parents that she had graduated high school, um, and they threw her this huge party of, you know, she graduated high school, like every other, you know, you know, family in America does, you have the graduation party, um, only to find out from her high school she was not graduating that year, she was not going to graduate, she had failed out, um, and it never says if she got her GED or went back to school, um, so she really, as far as I know, is a high school dropout with no education. Um, and basically this whole story starts, there's not a lot of, really a lot of early life from the Anthony family. They're a very kind of very secretive family. They don't really talk about themselves, um, which seems very odd where this trial is huge and you'd think they'd want to talk about a lot of these things, but there's really nothing, even about... Casey's brother Lee, there's no real family history there. You can't really find out much about them. Um, and in 2005, Casey, who was 19 at the time, showed up with her parents to a family function with a very clearly protruding stomach, um, but both she and her parents adamantly claimed that she was not pregnant. Um, but they, they and I think even the parents, Cindy and George, I don't know if maybe she lied to them, and they really didn't know that she was pregnant, but she was seven months pregnant at this time um, with Kaylee. Um, this is where I, it, it's very important. Um, once they did find out she was pregnant, um, they told her that she was not allowed to get rid of the baby. She was not allowed to give it up for adoption. 
um, even though it was clear to other members in her family she did not want this child. Um, and I don't know if it was for religious reasons or what, but they told her she was not, like, this was going to be her kid. She was going to raise this child. Um, and the father was supposed to be her former boyfriend who she had broken up with before she found out she was pregnant. Um, and she told him she was the father before Kaylee was born. Um, but as soon as Kaylee was born, they got a paternity test and it showed that he was not the father. Um, but he graciously accepted that he was going to take care of the child with her, that they were engaged for a short amount of time, him and Casey, um, and that he was willing to be the father of this child, whether or not he, you know, it was his biological daughter or not. Um, and he claims that during the time that he was with Casey, when she was pregnant, there was a very toxic relationship between Casey and her parents. Um, even when Kaylee was born, uh, her mother, Cindy, basically treated Kaylee as if it was her her own daughter and not her granddaughter and didn't want to give Casey any really parental privileges um, when Kaylee was born. Um, and shortly after Kaylee was born, her lying began to escalate with her former boyfriend. Um, she lied about having a job and basically stole money from him. Um, told him that she was going to go to work and he would watch Kaylee for days on end without her coming back. Um, his family would watch Kaylee without knowing where Casey was. Um, and when he confronted her about this, she told him that she had just hired a new nanny um, and that she was basically going to leave, instead of leaving Kaylee with him, she was going to leave Kaylee with this nanny um, who, you know, she had found through a friend of a friend. Um, and this nanny, her name was Zendaya Fernandez Gonzalez, or as Casey often referred to her, um, Zanny the Nanny. Um, and she is a very important part of this story, unfortunately. Um, and she, Casey would often tell everybody that that's who Kaylee was with when she was not seen with Casey. Um, if her even her parents, her boyfriends, because even she breaks up with the, you know, the person, I think his name was Jesse. Um, she breaks up with Jesse and she goes on to date a couple more people. Um, and every single person who is asked in this investigation, um, where Casey would, where would Kaylee go when Casey was at work? And it was with Sandy the nanny. That is what she told everyone. Um, and so her lying gets basically the better of her. She's lying to everyone. She's lying and stealing to, from everyone. A lot of her relationships end because she is caught in lies or getting caught stealing money from them. She's constantly telling people she has a job at Universal um, that she was fired from like two years prior. How was she um, paying this nanny? She didn't have a nanny. She was lying. She didn't have a nanny. She was, she was lying. Oh, she had, I got there, it. So there, uh, this there is really wasn't. later. This, well, that's the thing is that later on you find out the police find out that there is a woman named Zendaya Hernandez Gonzalez who was um, at these places that she claimed 
like this is like this is the problem with Casey's trial is that everything has a little bit of truth to it but she is lying about it so Zendaya is or not I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right uh Miss Gonzalez's name um she's a real person but she has never met Casey she's never met Kaylee she's never been a babysitter so that's the problem is that and the even like so she is paying for a lot of this stuff from by stealing from her parents and that's so that's basically how her parents find her is that she, she keeps withdrawing money from their account and so they have to basically put out a search warrant or I don't I can't remember if it's a search warrant or something they basically tell the cops that she has stolen money from them and she's stolen other items um to get basically the police involved once you know things go bad so money is like that's the thing is she's stealing money from other people to give to other like it's like all like you know down the line kind of thing um but on june 15th 2008 casey and her mom because she had still been living with her parents at this time her mom and her had had an, basically an explosive fight the night before about Casey being out all night. She basically, she would leave Kaylee with her mom and just be gone all night and she wouldn't come home. She would say she was at work or she would say, oh, she would even claim that she was staying at Zanny the nanny's house. So she would tell her mom that, oh, well, I'm getting out late and I'm not, I'm just not gonna pick up Kay Kaylee from Zanny. I'm just gonna stay at Zanny's house. And it was clear that like, that's such an odd thing to basically say, I'm going to stay at my babysitter's house. And wasn't her mother even... kind of tipped off at that point? Like, hey, I want to meet Zanny or Zanny? I don't know. It doesn't say anything about that, really. It, that's the thing is, like, they really, the family won't talk about this case. Um, and I think it's because they kind of, uh, later on, the cops will say that her parents, George and Cindy, basically egged her on. They would not they would not admit that she was lying to things they would not yeah, call her I out for that. i remember that like part. they wouldn't call her out for lying so i think they just they refused to accept that this like their their daughter was you know a pathological liar or you know just wasn't telling them the full truth or they well, knew and they just couldn't deal with it you knew and, but it's your daughter too right you right know. but she wasn't it wasn't it at this time, like, when she was out all night, she was out at, like, clubs, right? Um, so she was... How old, it, how old was she when all this happened? She's 22. So she's 22 yeah, she when yeah, yeah, um, Kaylee goes missing. Yeah. Um, so she's super young. Um, and it says that, like, one of her... She's had, like, multiple relationships. And one of them, they, they, they didn't like to go party. And so she would stay... They, she would stay all night at his house. But she just wouldn't tell her parents, which when I was a kid learning about or hearing about this, it seemed like, well, yeah, why would you tell your parents about, you know, staying at your boyfriend's yeah, house? Like, who cares? But this is a 20 year old girl, you know, 20 right. to 22 right. year old girl, like who is living at her parents' house? Like now, you know, it makes so much sense of like, well, yeah, like why you can't lie. Like, that's such a weird thing to lie about, you know, that. Right, when you're an adult yeah, yourself. Right. Um, so but so anyway, 
they have this explosive fight and she basically tells her mother she's going to uh i can't remember if she said she's going to stay at zanny's house or if she's going it, it like became this whole thing where she kept she left and she was only going to leave for a couple days um but then like two days turned into like a week uh and then a couple weeks and she kept her mother she her mother would call casey and Casey would answer and talk to her mother and promise that she's coming home or do this or, oh, I have to go down to Jackson for a work conference. I'm going to be gone for a couple of days. Um, but the nanny is coming with us to take care of Kaylee while we're gone. Um, and so it was just like one kind of thing after another every time Cindy would call her. And this basically lasted for an entire month, 31 days of Cindy. The last time anyone ever sees Kaylee is June 16th of 2008. And after that point, not a single person knows what happened to Kaylee. Um, they don't. She, for this entire month, is saying that Kaylee was alive, um, but there is no proof to that. Um, Kate, Cindy could never get a straight answer from Casey about where Kaylee was and why she couldn't talk to her. Um, it was always like, oh, well, the nanny took her to the park or an amusement park or, oh, she's taking a nap, so stuff like that. Um, and then on July 13th, um, George, the husband, finds a note basically on one of their, like, it says side doors, and it says that it was one of those doors that they don't use very often. So maybe, like, how your guys' front door, a lot of people drop off packages at your guys' front door, but if it's, like, in between the doors you don't notice that it's there uh, he says that they didn't notice it was there and it was a note from the post office with a that, that they needed to come in and once they got to the post office it was this like flyer that their car which Casey had taken while she was gone for a month had been towed in Orlando and it was like two weeks prior to when they got this or when they went to the post office uh, that this car had been towed so Casey has now been without a car for at least the two weeks to this point. So she doesn't have a car for two weeks, but she's still gone and she's still saying that she's driving places to when they call her for this two weeks that she said she basically didn't make anything seem like anything was wrong and that she didn't have a car for these two weeks. Um, George goes to the lot that the car is at and he says as soon as he gets to the car. He can clearly smell something that he describes. Mind you, he was a homicide detective. He says immediately it smelled like a decomposing body coming from the trunk. Um, but when he checked, all that was in the trunk was basically just this trash bag filled with cans and decomposing food. So he tossed, the, tossed it out of the trunk and left with the car. Um, but the smell was so bad that he had to roll down when his windows all the way home. Um, it, it, it reeked, basically, he said. Um, now they can't get a hold of Casey. Now so they basically picked up this car. And now they're like, where have you been? Like, what's going on? Why did this car get towed two weeks ago and you didn't tell us? What have you been doing? And they cannot get a hold of her. Um, they actually find one of her friends who tells them that she has been, for this month, that she said she's been doing work stuff, staying with the nanny. She's actually been living with her boyfriend, Tony, the entire time. She's been staying at his house. 
So she, they get the friend um, to basically take her to Tony's house, take them to Tony's house, and they're going to basically... I don't really know why, but they're going to basically um, force her to come with them. They're going to basically trick her into opening the door and then grab her and take her home. And they do this, um, and they ask her, where's Kaylee? What's going on? Where have you been? Um, what's happening? And she doesn't want to answer any of their questions. Um, they finally get her to say, I think they, 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 um, they can't get her to talk about it. Like she refuses to talk about it. Um, and so Cindy, the mother, this is when she calls the cops and basically says, my daughter stole my car. She's been stealing money from us. We want to press charges. Our granddaughter is missing. We don't know where she's at. Her mother won't tell us where, where she's at. Um, and still like they, it seems like they're basically trying to frighten her into telling them what's going on, but she refuses to say anything. Um, and the cops don't really do anything either because none of this really seems urgent. You know, it's, it's, it's basically theft at this point and it's theft between family members that could clearly be resolved without the cops. So they don't seem to think it's but very why important. Didn't, but why didn't the father say my car smells like a decomposed body? She says that on the phone. The mother yeah, says that. So this is, so it, it basically, it gets to a point where they keep asking her where Kaylee is and she just Casey said well Kaylee's missing I don't know where she's at and so at this point they call the cops and they say our granddaughter is missing my husband got the car she's been using and it smells like a dead body's been in there and so now the cops of course with a missing child it's immediate reaction they they're there basically Casey goes into um, the station and they start asking her questions. Um, I think they even talk to her over the phone. Um, and she seems very nonchalant. Yeah, my daughter's been missing for about 31 days. Um, I don't know where she's at. I think she's with the nanny. Um, but that's basically all they can get out of her is that that's all she knows is her daughter's and missing. And at that point she's been... when they find out she's going to clubs and stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, so that's a lot of, so it's not like really then. So they basically, they believe, they, they think she's acting odd. Um, she says that her daughter's been missing for 31 days and she stupidly, she says she stupidly decided to handle it herself and basically find Zanny the nanny herself without involving the cops. Um, so they bring her into the station. Um, and just basically try to keep asking her questions. But it is then when they realize her story is is clearly an elaborate lie. She never has a straight answer for them. She always wants to basically explain way too much of why she didn't do something or what she did instead, um, which is very common in pathological liars. They will over-explain right. their reasonings. Mm -hmm. um, and they can clearly tell that this is she is making up whether or not she, her daughter she knows what happened to her daughter she's clearly making something up she doesn't understand like she is she doesn't want to tell them what's happening what really happened um and so the 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 prime suspect is of course zanny the nanny uh miss gonzalez um who they sh casey is telling them this is her apartment this is, you know, she, um, 
uh, I showed up to her apartment the, um, I can't remember like what day, but basically really shortly after June 16th when she left her parents' house. Um, I showed up to Zanny the nanny's apartment and she wasn't there. It was cleared out, um, but I wasn't worried. I thought maybe she had gone for a walk, so I tried to call her, but her phone was not just off, but disconnected. Um, so I waited at her house for two hours and got no response. Um, but then she also tells them, literally, the, uh, I think the day before her parents came to her boyfriend Tony's house, she said, well, I talked to Kaylee then. So Kaylee was alive because I talked to her. Um, but it's like she says that Kaylee got Zanny the nanny's phone and called her from the phone. Mind you, this is a two-year-old child. Like, not that I don't yeah. believe it could happen, but it's like, why? Like, it's just very odd. Like, so why are you, as a mother, even if, you know, you're trying to be nonchalant and you're just worried, you think this, the nanny has her, why would you lie and say she called you and wish that she is alive, mm -hmm. that she was alive right. a day before people came? You'd think you'd be worried that you hadn't got any information about her so far. But she continues with her lies, even when the cops take her to the supposed apartment of Zanny the nanny. And it's clear that nobody's lived there for a very long time, not just within the month that Kaylee has been missing. The apartment complex states that 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 um, apartment hasn't been lived in within like 144 days. Um, but this is a weird thing. So this is what I find weird is that that unit had been looked at by the Zendaya or uh, Zendaya uh, Gonzalez. Fernandez Gonzalez so she had gone to this apartment unit that specific apartment unit looked at it but she had never rented it so I find it so like that's that such is an really odd thing odd. that she knew that this now she later on after everything happens Casey Anthony does try to open up her own private investigation firm so maybe she is stalking kind of skilled, this lady. Yeah, like private. She's either stalking this lady or has some sorts of skills as a private investigator. Um, but it's clearly used in the worst case scenario. Um, right. And even so, she is adamant that she has a job at Universal, that she <laughs> is a uh, uh, event coordinator at Universal Studios in Florida. So the cops take her to Universal Studios and she gets to, like, they, they know at this point she has been fired two years ago. They, they've done their due diligence. They, she, they know she hasn't worked there in two years, but they still take her there. And she continues to lie. She basically, they go up to the employee, like, entrance and she's like, oh, I forgot my badge. This happens all the time. I'm such a, it's like, I don't, I, I, uh. I forgot my badge. Can you guys let me in? You guys know who I am. And the security's like, no, we don't know who you are. Do you have your, like, uh, employee ID? Maybe we can look you up. She's not in the system. Oh, I, you know, I uh, I forgot. You know, this happens all the time. Like, you guys always lose my um, employee records. It's really weird. Um, can I talk to my supervisor? Um, and they're like, yeah, what's your supervisor's name? Maybe we can bring him out. And she names somebody who's not in the system either um and so she just keeps going and the cops find this very odd that she is refusing to admit she does not work there um they even at like after like a couple probably like 10 minutes 
of her just adamant that she works there. She they they need to let her in. The cops flash their badges, and basically the people are like, oh, we're cops, we need to get in. So they let them in. And they say she walks through the employee session, basically a bunch of these office cubicles, for a good, like, five, ten minutes, just acting like she knows where she's going. She keeps leading them through the office. And then finally she just turns to them and says, well, you know, I don't really work here. And they're like, yeah, we know. And she's like, yeah, oops, I don't work here. Like, that's, like, that's how she just turns around and says, you know, I don't work here. That's um, just wanted to see how long we could go. Yeah, that. like, she just, she basically did it until she, like, she, there was nothing she could do. She couldn't go into an office and be like, oh, I work here, you know? <laughs> She's just crazy. That's craziness. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is what it is. But, so, they arrest her. She, ba- they basically put her in jail, and she still... It, she basically is saying that they put her in jail and she's like, oh, you've done it now. Like, I'm the only person who could have found my daughter and you've put me in jail. Like, you're suspecting me. But every time her family members call, she seems very unconcerned about Kaylee. Um, all she wants mm-hmm. to do is talk about how unjust it is that she is being put in jail. Um, she wants her boyfriend's phone number because she didn't. she doesn't know her boyfriend's phone number and he hasn't <laughs> called yet. Um, and she just refuses to help with the investigation of finding Kaylee, because at this point, Kaylee is just still missing. Um, so they take the car that had smelled of a dead body, and they took samples of the carpet of the trunk and tested it, and it tested with extreme amounts of chloroform um, and fatty tissue that is often caused from a decomposing body. So there was extreme uh, samples of both chloroform and of an obvious dead body. None of the dead body wasn't in there, but there was clear indication of a body had been in there. They also found uh, hair in the trunk that... um, I saw it somewhere, but I couldn't find it again. But basically it said that it was the follicles. It wasn't just like, you know, your hair got stuck in something and it got pulled out. It was like it. The follicles were dead follicles, so it was. It had fallen out from a dead body, and it matched. Um, it didn't. So they can't test if it like matched Kaylee's DNA, but it matched her maternal DNA. So it matched everyone in basically Casey's side of the family. Yeah. Side of the family. Um, but it didn't match any of their DNA, so the only other person it could have been was. Kaylee, which I, I don't really understand how they did that, where, like, they basically knew it was from Kaylee and Casey's side of the family, but they don't know if they can't be certain it was from Kaylee, but they know it wasn't from any of the other family members on that side. Um, so they know that, you know, is she possibly was in this trunk and that she probably is no longer alive. Um, but it is not until August 11th. So actually, it so on a lot August 11th, somebody who was working near the Anthony home was in the basically the swamp and wooded area behind the house. Um, basically, he said he was going to the bathroom. He went out to the woods to go pee. Um, and while he was out there, he saw a very suspicious-looking laundry bag that had what he thought may have been a body in it. But 
I don't know why, but the cops basically didn't believe him and didn't take it seriously. Um, and he, they basically told him that they weren't really going to do anything about it. So he said, okay, well, it must not be what I think it is. Um, and so he just let it be. Um, and then a couple months later, on De- in December of 2008, he goes out there again and sees the same bag and a very obvious skull sticking out of it. So he calls the cops again and says, there is a body in this bag. Um, it is a skull. It's coming. Like, I can see a skull in this bag. So they go out there and they just, they find this bag and it has a small skull with tufts of hair attached to it and what looks to be three pieces of duct tape basically covering the mouth and nose from ear to ear. Um, and a very strange little marking is on one of the pieces of tape. It looks like maybe a heart sticker had been basically placed on one of the pieces of duct tape and fallen off in the like couple months it had been sitting out there. Other bones and clothes are found in the area um, and the remains are all identified as Gailey Anthony. Um, but her body was too composed to basically find a cause of death because she had been out in the swamp area for months from June to December. Um, so now the cops basically, it, it is, now it's an investigation of child murder. Um, and they, they truly believe that Casey had something to do with it. Um, and they think that, so the Anthony family and the cops basically are butting heads the entire time. And once Kaylee's body is found, it becomes even worse. Um, the Anthony family basically blames the cops because they were focused too much on Casey and the cops blame the family because they weren't, they were refusing to focus on Casey as the murder suspect. Um, and so Casey is arrested and she is set to, to go to trial. Um, four weeks before Casey's trial begins, her entire story changes. And this is like, she's changed her story multiple times. Um, so this is just, all of a sudden, it, it's it's not just about Zanny the nanny took her or Zanny the nanny, um, like, uh, she says she would go on to say that like, oh, it wasn't that I showed up to the house and Zanny and Kaylee were gone. It was that Zanny took Kaylee from me and told me I was a bad mom and she wouldn't give Kaylee back until I became a better mom for Kaylee. Um, and so that was like up until Kaylee was found, it was it was Zanny the nanny took her. That's that was the story that Casey was sticking with. But four weeks before she goes to trial, Casey claims that on June sixteenth of two thousand and eight, which is when this is the last time basically anyone saw Kaylee alive, Casey claims that her father woke her up from what she says was a very suspiciously deep sleep. She said she never deep sleeps that deeply and she felt very odd waking up Um, but her father wakes her up screaming about where is Kaylee have you seen Kaylee Um, and just keeps running around the house asking where Kaylee's at Um, George the father then 
Casey claims the found dead Kaylee, uh, Kaylee dead in the swimming pool. So she, uh, George found Kaylee drowned in the swimming pool, the family swimming pool. Um, Casey claims that her father um, suspiciously came out of the pool, she or came into her room with just the bottom half of his body wet and carrying the, you know, unconscious or, you know, no longer moving Kaylee in his arms, and she will claim that he drowned Kaylee in the pool and that morning, basically, and made up a story about he didn't know where she was at. Uh, along with these claims that George was, in fact, the murderer of Kaylee, Casey would go on to claim that her father and her brother, Lee, had been molesting her since she was a child. Um, and that she, um, when, Kaylee, when she was pregnant with Kaylee, didn't want to tell anyone because she was worried that George, her father, was the biological father of Kaylee. Um, then again, they, when she said this, I, you know, they took, they, they did a paternity test and he was not the biological father of Kaylee. Um, so again, her story changed about, she basically said that this is why she, nobody knew who the father was, um, was because she believed it was her own father. Um, when it came forth that he was not the biological father, she changed her story and said that she went to a party when she was 19 and basically someone may have drugged her and raped her and that's why she doesn't know who the father is and that's why she can't say who the father is um and so it it basically becomes casey the victim um not that any of these things could be untrue um but just it it's you know the boy who cried wolf you can't lie a million times and then expect us to believe this one time is true right um and so she knows who the father was this is what, well i don't I, know about that but you know i don't know maybe yeah like maybe she doesn't maybe she doesn't really know who the father is she was 19 years old going to parties who knows who knows um but basically her defense sticks with this story that she was molested by her father and that her father knows what happened to Kaylee and that he had an involvement of what happened to Kaylee. Um, and unfortunately, because the prosecution doesn't know how she died, there's no indication. They, they can't really give a determinative cause of death. Um, they try to basically stick with the story that she, she lied to the cops um, so she must have something to do with the death. Um, but they don't have, they can't, they really don't have any real proof, you know. Even the car, there's no real proof that it was Kaylee in the car. So there's no proof that she knew about Kaylee's death. Um, I know, but they found I, enough evidence. They found her uh, hair follicles and it. Yeah, but that's that's not how it works. And the car was missing for two weeks, so who knows? And it got towed because it was sitting somewhere for two weeks, or it was sitting, uh, in a like no park zone for a long time. So right, and who's there's no proof? There's no proof that she she had the car. 
Right. And but then there's no proof that she had the car during the time that Kaylee was in the trunk. Right. Because it was towed and because she had left it right. somewhere. So after six weeks, um, uh, the trial is over. The jury spent less than 11 hours. I think it was like 10 hours and 45 yeah. minutes. Um, and reached a verdict. Before they reached a verdict. Um, and unfortunately for the charges of first degree murder, they found Casey not guilty. Um, mm -hmm. For aggravated child abuse, they found Casey not guilty. And for aggravated manslaughter, they found Casey not guilty. Um, but they did find her guilty of four counts of lying to the police. So she was sentenced to four years in jail and $4,000 fine. But like we've said on this podcast before, unfortunately, the, the court system believes in a basically time served. And she had mm -hmm. served three years waiting for her trial. And so the remainder of her sentence, she was basically passed off as good behavior. So she didn't mm -hmm. serve any time after the sentencing. And that's, she basically went on to live the rest of her life. Yeah, she's still um, free and out. And she is still free and out. And she, like I said, started a PI firm. She tried to start a photography studio. Luckily, neither of these things have basically worked out. People have kept her accountable for this, you know, the, the death of her child. Um, mm -hmm. And so she's sometimes she's been trying to, like, she keeps kind of trying to come back into the spotlight, but people basically won't let her. Um, it's clear that she is trying to profit off of this. Um, yeah. She even tried to fire her attorney, her defense attorney who got her off he literally got her off of prison time and she tried to fire him because he basically lost a lucrative deal of a like book deal. And so mm -hmm. she was upset and uh, f tried to fire him over this. But so obviously that's, you know, what happened. The important facts that I think should be known is so Zanny the nanny, right? Um, a common slang for the drug Xanax is Zanny. And so a lot of people believe that when Kaylee was being watched by Zanny the nanny, Casey was She's basically just Zanny. drugging she was drugging her daughter and leaving her at the house. Oh wow. Yes. Um and also during the missing days where Kaylee was gone, she was not only found to be partying, she was caught on surveillance going to the movies with her then boyfriend Tony, who when asked about if he knew Kaylee was missing during this time, he said, no, I, she didn't say that Kaylee was missing at all. I didn't even know where Kaylee was during this time. So she didn't even tell her boyfriend who she was living with that her daughter was missing. Hmm. Um, she would go on to join him and compete in a hot bod contest at a bar in Florida. And then she got a tattoo on her shoulder, which in Italian read a beautiful life. And this is after her daughter has been gone missing. Yeah. So whether or not she had anything to do with her kid missing, I truly believe she didn't care. And yeah. that is very important right now because this is, we're going to see this happening a lot more. A lot. The, a lot. The, the overturning of over Roe v. Wade, we are going to see a lot of people who do not want to have kids being forced to have forced kids. To 
and they are not going to care whether they're alive or dead. We're going to see a lot of child mm-hmm. neglect. We're going to see a lot of child abandonment and abuse from this overturning, especially of... in Florida, where this is taking place, yeah. and they are having one of these strictest uh, abortion yeah. laws. We are going to see this happen a lot. Yeah. This is what happens when we're we force people to have a lot, a lot children of they don't want. Of that, a lot gonna, of dead kids, a lot of babies in dumpsters that nobody's going to know about because yeah. they're going to. Yeah, we're going to see a lot of just throw it away. Nobody will know. We're going to see a lot more suicide in women, and yes, we're going to see a lot more. We're going to see a lot more women getting murdered because the man doesn't want them to have yes, a pregnancy because and that is abortion's no longer legal. It is a high percentage of men finding out that their women is pregnant. Women are pregnant and want to have the baby they then who don't want to have a kid will then Mm -hmm. murder their their girlfriend or wife to avoid that and we're also going to see a lot more right we're also going to see a lot more of women that and women that want to have kids that are dying during a unsafe pregnancy or unsafe labor delivery and then the child is also going to die because the child cannot the fetus, I guess you should say, because that's the debate right now, too, cannot live outside the womb until at least 27 weeks. Yeah. So it's it's going to be I, a lot of people dying. Yes. And I think that this is a case that is very important to bring up because yeah. to this day, she is free and yeah. doesn't seem to care. And yeah, I like even now, after all of this happened, kid yeah. and, and, and it could come oh, and she's talked again. about, she has talked about, yeah. she might be ready yeah. to have children again. Yeah. So uh, but it's very think, important to keep this one it, in. And see, yeah, she should not be, able, she should not be able, allowed to have a child because of the mere fact that it will come up missing again. And that's, a we don't know life. that, but that's the thing. That's why she wasn't, she wasn't found guilty because the evidence wasn't, they couldn't find any like a hundred percent there was Nothing doubt was clear in the evidence. yes yeah and that's so the thing is that unfortunately she got that away is... with murder once she can get away with murder again but that's so yeah. that's what i would like to know because i think obviously our our views and our opinions on this matter are pretty uh, um biased clear <laughs> you know it's for <laughs> entertainment purposes these are our opinions but they may be different than anybody else's but I think it's like for us, I remember watching this thinking she is 100% guilty. I remember being shocked when I found out she was found not guilty. Well, but I would, shocked when she was yeah, I would be interested, very interested to any of our listeners, like to put up a poll. Do they think she was guilty or not guilty? Because I do, I feel like when this happened, when this, I remember it being on the news, I feel like it was like a clear majority of people right. saying, holy cow, she was clearly guilty in this. And, yeah. uh, and then and I remember could, all the stories the, changing. Like, and I mean, I just remember too being, you know, early twenties when this happened, thinking if I, my kid was missing, I wouldn't be calm and going out to dinner or, you know, doing that kind right. of stuff. I'd be searching for that kid. Well, she knew where the kid was. She put her in That's the trunk a, yeah. with, uh, with duct tape over her face and suffocated that, well, her and that, put her in the that, trunk. That's well, your theory. opinion. That's, that's a theory. theory. We don't but, know for sure. And that's the problem. That's why she was found now guilty because 
they cannot clearly decipher what happened. They cannot give clear evidence. And in the court of law, if if there's a even a fraction of a doubt, that yeah, person is not doubt. guilty. Yeah. yeah. And it, and that's one of the things that, you know, I, while I understand having the idea of a jury of your peers, a jury of your peers means people who have, are just regular people. They don't right. deal with these kind of things right. every day, you know, and so it could be somebody who doesn't understand what maternal DNA is or right. what, you know, chloroform in a car is like, you know, why would chloroform be in a car? Um, and right. so when you're doing a jury of your peers, it's, 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 it's common. No, the only evidence they have of her even being involved you know or having some involvement with the chloroform is that on not even on her own personal computer but on the family computer someone in the days prior to her leaving the house had um basically googled chloroform and how to make chloroform um and when mm -hmm. she was questioned about this because it was clear that her parents, it wasn't her parents, her parents were at work during the times that this was searched on the, the computer. Um, when she asked about this, she said that something was going on with the dog where they needed chlorophyll, which is, I think, like an antihistamine, if I'm not, if I'm incorrect, I don't know. Um, but, and so she misspelled chlorophyll, um, and that's why she was researching that. So they couldn't mm -hmm. really even, they couldn't even really make that stick because. But she lied they, again. You know, like she, right. Well, she lied again, but it's also like, who knows what the difference between, like, again, with a jury of peers, who knows what the difference between right. chlorophyll and chloroform Chlorophyll is. and chloroform. Well, there was yeah. a lot so of confusion. There's a lot of reasonable doubt. There's a lot of confusion right. about the parents because the mother yes. was a helicopter mom or took She's care very of, overbearing took care of the girl. So. For her to up and leave for all that time, you know, was right. common. Well, that's, 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 that's the thing is the that mom, the grandma had, clearly took care of her. Yes. Well, right. the thing and is, I'll right. tell you one thing: if uh, Jesse didn't know where the, if I hadn't seen Odin, and she kept saying you, that she's with the nanny, I think I'd be hunting that kid down. And I'd well, be yes. watching where she's at. Well, they tried. Well, she, and she did. They tried. They tried. And they, there was even times where um, Cindy said that she went to Universal, which is where her daughter said she worked. She showed up to Universal and was like, I want to see Casey. Or I want to see Kaylee. And Casey was like, oh, yeah, meet me out in this parking lot. And then when uh, Cindy would get to that parking lot, Casey would say, oh, not that parking lot. I meant this parking lot. And it, she said it went on for, like, hours where she was at universal waiting to see kaylee and refusing to leave until she saw kaylee in a panic. they weren't yeah you know, no right. the, i remember yeah. the call she had to the police because she was like this has been going on for months something mm -hmm. is wrong you know yeah very and, right. uh, but right. you know considering all the circumstances you know and why didn't well, they think... investigate that bag or why didn't that guy pull that bag out i don't know and it uh it... Like, you know, that's pretty strange. It too. does seem odd that he found the bag and they didn't believe him and didn't even check up on it. Well, it is Florida. It is the police. Yep. And my yep. opinion of the police is that they don't know what they're doing. Well, um, yeah. in, in, in his in 
in recent history, they have proven that they are yeah. probably not the good guys in any of the stories either. So, <laughs> well, unfortunately, but this I, I, probably happens yeah. a lot. Right. And well, let me ask they, you. They were probably thinking, though, too, if it's in a swampy area, whoever may have not. Yeah, I think, too. The, the cop and that, that Casey probably thought the call by an alligator, too. That, that, well, that, that's, yeah, but that's the swampy what, so the areas are. Took the, Covered in the police alligators. Yeah. The police officer that took the call may not have been, you know, because police departments don't communicate with each other, let alone other departments. So it could have been a separate department or even. No, it was behind the Anthony work. house. It was like behind their house. So oh. it was, it would have been the same people they called. Okay. But maybe the person that maybe. the officer didn't know what was going on and thought, oh, this guy's seeing an animal, a dead animal carcass or whatever. And, you know. Well, and it's but, Florida, in the swamps of Florida. I'm sure they get calls yeah, every day of all the time, someone found yeah. a body. Yeah. And it's not yeah. true. So. And I can't, not, if, yeah. I, I can't remember if the cops said that they went there and searched and couldn't find this bag or if they didn't go and search at all. Um, I feel like I've heard both well maybe so they I went and know. searched and they couldn't find it and but, but then the uh, guy found it again so like obviously it yeah. wasn't like he couldn't lead them to maybe it they yeah drove out there and opened the window and went no i don't say that you know yeah yeah huh. but That's i just i find sad, it kind of thing. odd that you know like with the parents it's like i don't know and maybe with the parents of you know like with the narcissist kid maybe it's a different story of like you're so close to it and it's that is your child that you right like you want to believe what they're saying but that's something too like when when it gets to the point when she's blaming her dad or accusing her dad yeah. of raping her like at that point wouldn't as a as a parent wouldn't you be like oh hold on like that's not but even true still, like okay we're done with well you. i know, you know i know like, that well, they did they did when this. she came out with that they basically yeah, they they right. kind of okay, stayed on her okay. side during the trial but they refused to even speak to her after that right, right, um, right for a right. long time well all these and activists that are fighting parents, for the parents like a lot of cases you know you try to step up and say things but yeah you're damned if you do or damned if you don't you know what i mean like right so right they probably had been burned so many times for things they did say they just said okay we're out you know yeah yeah when i think i don't know because at first the parents were very very active in trying to find her and all of a sudden they just shut down and you know started protecting her Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. casey right so my question though too is like i mean i i in my opinion for entertainment purposes with this you know like i do think that she was the cause of her daughter's death but my question is do you think that she used xanax on her daughter and her daughter overdosed yeah and you know, I, she came I, home, you know where it was like an accidental death and she's like i don't know what to do i'm just gonna pretend this never happened and i never had a kid and hopefully it'll just go away um yeah. I think if she was giving her child Xanax, I think that is what happened. And if if not, I still think that I think that the like the last fight between her and her mother Cindy, I think it was basically her 
she was getting like everybody everybody in her life was basically saying you need to stop doing like you need to stop leaving kaylee alone you need to do this you need to do this and i think Mm -hmm. it was the last straw and she was basically like this one thing is a blockade in my life and i'm going to Mm -hmm. basically just get rid of that blockade and everything will be fine and i think she just didn't expect i i just think in her mind she just didn't expect people to well, that's the thing, too. Well, not, not even it. care, but, like, she yeah. thought that her parents, like, I just think her, she was going to leave her parents' house, and they wouldn't find out for years to come. Like, she was just going to avoid them yeah. for years and years and years, is what her mindset was, and then they would kind well, of just forget. I think that's something, too, with narcissists, that, you know, like, that's, they they think that nobody's going to catch on to them. They think that yeah. they're going to get away with everything, and... Mm-hmm. That's something, too, that, you know, it's always about that person, you know, as a narcissist, it's only about you and nobody else matters and everybody else is not as smart as you. You're smarter than everybody else. Right, right. So I think that's, you know, like I do, I don't know if she was ever diagnosed as as a narcissist, but she has those traits and that's, to me, what it sounded like. And don't I, I thought I remember... During the, I don't know if it was during all this, come to find out her father wasn't really her father. Mm, She didn't know know that. But when she accused him of raping her, it kind of came out that this wasn't really her father. She never knew it. I I, I don't know about that. Um, It could be wrong. It could be. It could be. But as far as I know, I do think too. Oh, you know what? I don't know. If, I don't know if I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But it was. It did come out that somebody came forward and based during the trial and basically said she was having an affair with George, the father. But it was never proven, and the only thing that she really had as evidence that she was having an affair with George was that like a text, basically from him saying, "I need you in my life." Um, and he said that he did text her that, but it was basically he texted everybody in his life for that because they, they, it was like during the search party. It was like when they were still searching for Kaylee. Um, and so There's he said that about he basically searched too. everybody. There's something about him like he had mental, you know, a lot of stuff came out. Well, he had the, he had Cindy, the wife, depression he, had PT, well, he had depression and PTSD from being a homicide detective before Casey and her brother, Kaylee. Uh, Casey and her brother Lee. Were he had born. had a history of mental illness. Well, it, it, yeah, I don't know about like that, but basically depression. It was like caused from being a, a, his job, and that's why he Cindy wanted him to quit. Right. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Let me see if I can read it real quick. But I don't um, see anything about George not being her father. She um doesn't have any kind of relationship with her parents now um she didn't for a long time um but i did read somewhere that they went on not dr phil but some kind of like talk show doctor recently and said that they are willing to reunite with her oh wow um, yeah that they are ready mm-hmm. to forgive her because i think to this day they still don't believe that she had anything to do with casey's death i think they they really? kind of think that she, her, because her 
defense attorney basically brought in two psychiatrists and they get they're kind of like on this boat of like the psychiatrist um planted like this is kind of a common thing with uh molestation cases but the like parents will say that uh psychiatrist will plant uh fake memories and so i think they're kind of on that board of like the psychiatrist made her think that this this happened right and that they use that i believe that um i don't know i don't know if i believe that with this uh, oh i well i uh, lots of kids lots of kids have grown up and said oh guess what that didn't happen they you know well i think that's partially like you're told i mean it just think about it in like kind of layman's terms you're told all your life the sky is purple the sky is purple the sky is purple that's what you kind of believe and then you go out into a different city or whatever and they're like no the sky is blue are you stupid you know and well a lot when you learn something your whole life even adults have been in therapy for years and all of a sudden they come to this realization that they were raped by their father you know thing oh well yeah and so it becomes a big deal and ordeal and then a few years later they're like no that didn't didn't happen you know that therapist was just putting that in my head enough to where I started believing it, you know, that's happened lots. I don't know if I've heard stories where they recounted that. I think maybe. Well, I remember Roseanne Barr. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Roseanne. Yeah. She did that. She did that. She. Yeah, she's also a narcissistic, crazy person. Yeah. Um, and this is what I'm saying, but her. <laughs> so it probably wasn't the psychiatrist telling her that. It was probably her deciding she wanted to <laughs> put something in the news. No, it wasn't. Sorry. Her. Her psychiatrist had her believing this happened, and she believed it, and this went out the news and told everybody that. And then her psychiatrist also told later, her to call call people racial slurs because she's uh, done that, and that was her own fault. So really? I think maybe she came up with that, and then just decided to blame somebody else. I think that's a lot of the cases you see. When they recount that, they have a very um, when they're trying to play the victim card. Mm-hmm. And oh, well, was they, it there's me a very, or um, somebody else? Yeah, there's a very That's big case back they in the 70s. There was a very big case back in the 70s where these it was a um, daycare center, and the psychiatrist had all these kids convinced that they were being molested, and the the daycare provider went to jail and, you know, it was a big case. And now they've grown up and all of them said that didn't happen. We were, you know, these psychiatrists had put that in our heads. That did not happen. So, you know, you can look that out. Well, I think it's very important that people go to therapy and trust therapists to do their job. Uh, I don't want that to be the outcome of this story. Um, I definitely believe in therapy and people need yeah. therapy. Um, but yeah, okay. Uh, I don't see anything about George not being her father though. Okay. So I don't know. This was a, I remember this was a, a captivating um, case back in 2008 or you know like when it um was happening when she went to trial right. yeah yeah 
and uh i mean it's still i mean yeah it's been almost 20 years now right it was a big big yeah. story so it's a it was a big big story and it really wouldn't be that big of a story today <laughs> if we have I don't so much know. going on in the world that they'd be like okay well I mean, that's the yeah, thing, I, right, too. I, I, it's like, even with all these school shootings or the mass shootings that are happening, mm -hmm. it's like, it, it's getting to the point where people are like, well, only six people died. So is it really that yeah, big of a news? Six. It is. Right. It's, it is, it a, is big a big deal. And, it is, but, and it's yeah. frustrating, so. Plus, and, and that's the thing is that stuff this like case, this has happened since then. Um, and it isn't yeah. as big. You're right. It is. This yeah. was the head. This was like basically the first time we were seeing this. I was just say, it's like the first of then, its kind. Right. And well, right. I wouldn't say it's the first of its kind. I think it's just the first time. The way it was, it was like popularized. The was so yes. Yeah. Right. And we didn't right. have so and much. it's happened since. Unbelievable mm. political stuff going on in the world at the time. So this was a big story. Right. I mean, now it's. What can top? What could top the story going on today? Nothing would top it, you know. So, and also another thing, and I'm not sure I want to bring this up, but at the time I remember saying this or hearing this, she was a young white pretty girl. Mm -hmm. Had she been black, mm -hmm. it would have been a whole different story. Whole different story. You wouldn't know anything about it. You know what I mean? If she no, would have been right. any other, if she had been any other race, if she had been a woman of color, this would be a completely different story. Right. Exactly. This would be, and there would she be wouldn't no... be free and walking around right, right now. Right, right. Oh gosh, no. She oh. wouldn't have got off on good behavior. That's for sure. Because that's a, that's another thing is that people even in the jail, when she was in jail, when they found Kaylee's body. They said she freaked out and fainted uh, when she got the news. But it, it, both prisoners and guards said at the time that it didn't seem like she was, it wasn't she fainted because her daughter was dead. It was she fainted because someone, they found, they found her and now they have proof. Right, right, right. And I remember being shocked though that like less than 11 hours the jurors came back. Like wouldn't yeah. you think if you were a juror like, Oh, let's talk about this a little bit longer. You know, there's a lot of hours of... is a lot. It's, a, I mean, yeah. it was a six week trial. So, I mean, they are talking during those six weeks. And so, I, I don't know. I don't think 10 hours is that, that short I... of a time. I think they were discussing it the whole time. And then that, like, that yeah, 10 guess. hours was them maybe. basically arguing. I guess know, maybe, but sides. Just, to me, it kind of seems. I remember thinking at the time, like, that doesn't seem like enough time because it has to be a unanimous vote. So you're saying, like, within a work day, basically, you guys decided that, you know, she was, which, I don't know. It, and that's the thing. Like, the evidence just didn't add up to be able to be 100%. Um, you know, so it, I don't know. It's it, I've I never think if, served on the jury, so like that, I've never had that experience. But as a juror, I'm sure it's got to be kind of a. It's got to be very frustrating to like have your own opinion, but then like, oh, like I think she did it, but the evidence isn't there. Like we can't, we have to go off of the evidence, not yeah. what our opinion is. And that's that is what they say. Like basically, what what 
prosecutors and defense attorneys will say during their closing statements is you have to put aside your opinion and look at the facts and these are the facts that we're showing you and these are the facts that you have seen for these six weeks and this is what you have to determine it on yeah i don't know i mean especially in these cases like i don't know it would be hard to be a juror especially for six weeks on something like this looking at all the pictures i'm sure too like some of it is just like i just want it done i want to get back with my life and forget about this as much as as much as you could yeah right exactly so yeah this was a good one as far as i know there wasn't a lot of luckily for the jurors it seems like there wasn't a lot of gruesome pictures to look at you know there wasn't there that's the thing is that there wasn't a lot of evidence of what happened right. to Kaylee. Right. Right. We need that yeah. psychic. Yeah, where are all these psychics when we need, we need them a most, house psychic you know, with us every When week, we need right? them the most, they're never really able to give us the right information. Yeah, it would be nice to kind of know this information figure it out but this is one this is kind of like similar to the JonBenet Ramsey where it's like we'll never know the absolute full truth right. of it. but it I remember this one being this trial being compared to like OJ Simpson's trial because there's so many people that believed he was believed. guilty right and and you know and then he got off too you know that and, pretty much topped it, all of them yeah that he got out. Right. I mean, right. But again, like but just it, that they, is that is why they compare these two is because just like and, in this case, yeah. there was no real positive evidence that he killed his mm-hmm. wife, you know, or and you I, know her like, boyfriend, or that he was there right, that and, night. And both of the cases were so highly publicized, the, or both of the trials rather were so highly publicized that. I mean, especially with O.J. Simpson. I mean, that happened, I don't remember what year that happened, but that happened, I remember as a kid watching that and like watching the trial on TV when I was a young kid, but, you know, that, like, we have people quoting that that trial so many years later, 30 years later, where, you know, the glove doesn't fit, you gotta quit. They'll never stop talking about that trial. Right. But, hey... OJ is for women's rights, didn't you know? So at least we're on. He's on that side. He's mad at and the he, Supreme Court he that basically they wrote overturned a book Roe v. Wade. Saying, hey, hey, I did it. You know, yep. If I, did but he, it, he, he does I not get it. any. So, um, what's her name? Um, his wife's name, Nicole. Um, her Nicole. family sued him for that book, and so he no longer has the rights to that book. Right. Oh, I did um, not know that. And so okay. they, they, cause, because, and that's why that, like, he does not have rights to that book. Um, they have all the rights. They have all the, um, like, the copyright. Like, they are, right. they are in charge of that book. And so they actually changed the name to, it's not, um, God, what is the title of it? It's not, it's like, if I did it, but, like, in small print, it now says, or, like, the if is now in small print. So it says, I did it. I did it. So they changed the title. Like, they basically changed the title of that book. So that didn't work out in his favor either. No, it didn't, which I think that that's good. So Yes. <laughs> but, but I know I've in in recent years, where with same with Casey Anthony, it's like she's trying to do things to 
promote herself or you know and it's like she's trying to gain money from her story of this right you know which is you know like I don't know. It's a horrible but luckily, thing to... like th- th- that's the thing is that like she is she has like like up until this point like up until now she has continued to try to basically come back into the public mm-hmm. eye, and people are like, yeah. nope, yeah, nope. that's not gonna happen. Yeah, that's what I think. So for our listeners, I think it'd be interesting. Leave us a comment on do you think she was guilty or not? What what is your opinion? Opinion on this, if you think, and I don't know if we can do polls or not. Um, to be able to just well, and I think you. another question would um, be not do you think she's guilty, but do you think there was that she should have been held accountable considering the evidence? Well, and, yeah, I mean that's something too that like your kid was missing for like over a month or for a month, and you didn't tell anybody about it. You didn't report it to the police. Wouldn't that be? In its own sense, wouldn't there be a admittance of child endangerment or child neglect at the very? Yeah, end? that's see, that's why I you don't know? understand why she didn't get any child neglect because that was one of the charges that she was faced with was child right. uh, endangerment and child abuse. Um, and so, like, I don't really understand why she didn't get charged for but that. Like, that there there's like very clear or Alaska. Well, that's the thing is that, like, like, but if, if you, you know, she was but clearly like if if she's saying that. Kaylee has been gone the entire month and she's going to the movies. She's competing in yeah. contests at a bar. Um, and she's, she's getting neglecting tattoos. her. Yeah. She's ne- ne- there's neglect the there, you know, and, yeah. and that's the, the, because of this, they actually enacted what is called Kaylee's law in at least Florida that basically it imposes stricter requirements that if parents do not notify law enforcement within a certain amount of time, they will be whether or not they are involved in the disappearance or death of their child, they will be charged with, um, I think, child neglect at least. So she's living a good life now, or let's live in life, anyhow. She's living life. She's a free Does woman. She still live in Florida. Um, I think so. Um, yeah, I don't know, because the only like Wikipedia page that comes up when you Google her is just for Kaylee. So I don't really know. Mm-hmm. She might not allow any information for herself to get out. So. And I don't blame her parents for saying, listen, we've said all we're going to say. I'm not having another interview about it. You know, it's, yeah. uh, I don't want no more questions. You know, all that. I mean, I kind of get that. But then, I don't know. There's just so much secrecy behind this family. Like, clearly well, something was not understand. right in this family. Understand. Even before Kaylee came along, there was clearly right. some toxic personalities going on in everybody in the family um and i guess it's not really our right to be able to know everything that happened to this family Uh, and i just don't understand it does seem odd all right guys everything we talked about today is for entertainment purposes only and um you guys got anything to add no no all right guys something you want to say we're going to wrap this up. Please, again, please like us, share, uh, comment, subscribe to us, our channel. Send us an email at thefamilyschoolofthought at gmail.com. Um, everybody have a good week. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.